0: And welcome to the Gelsnet podcast, the independent Rangers podcast made for fans by fans and where well, the content is absolutely free. It is bonus Euro pod night uh, here and joining me is uh, Colin Armstrong to go through the preview for tomorrow night's uh, Slavia Prague game. So you do have um, the Neville and Carragher of Gelsnet on tonight with all the best insights and tactical analysis, <laughs> uh, which will probably just turn into us talking about um. Nothing at all, but no, it's always a pleasure to, to join to have, to have you joining me in, in these shows, Colin. Um, I see you're drinking out your title-winning mug tonight.
1: I'm dr- I'm drinking out my title-winning mug. There we go. As you know, David, I bought it, oh, at least two, three months ago, and then on it was I went to take a, a copper. On the Saturday of the game, and I was like, well, wait a minute, I can't change my routine. And I just got myself into that stupid, well, I can't drink out it now in case I jinxed how we were going. So it sat in the cupboard for about three or four months, and I just thought, right, I can't drink with it until we win the league. So, but we have won the league now. So there it is, my nice 1987 away kit mug.
0: So cheers. Cheers. Um, yes, we have won the league, and it's still, I said this last week, it didn't feel quite as, uh, it still hadn't sunk in, to be honest. I think that, that weekend without a game, just resulted in it still not sinking in I don't know when yeah. it actually will, I think when you see Tavernier lift, lifting the trophy which at least we know he definitely will now which is just quite the, I still can't I can't picture it but it's going to be great when it does happen but listen we're not, um, it's, not it's not just a league we've got to worry about you know, <laughs> we're still in the Europa League and after last week's, last week's first leg you know, it's a finely poised tie obviously going tomorrow night uh, one each in aggregate, that that key away goal. You know, Colin in the in the in the build up to this game, Stephen Gerrard was saying it was the biggest game of the season and, and one of the biggest games in his time at, at the club in the sense of where we've come from during that time. And it's hard to disagree. It's actually something that hadn't crossed my mind um, really in the context of this game, but. When you really look at it, to be in the, the last day of the Europa League, and for whatever anyone says about the Europa League and, and the fact it's maybe the secondary competition in Europe, it's a fiercely competitive um, competition at that. And for us to be, you know, mixing it with, with the likes of you know AC Milan, Man United, Spurs, Arsenal, and others, you know, it's, it, it could be, it could be right with the, with the biggest game line. Yes, <clears throat> I mean, I mean now the league's
1: done and we've we've secured you know, the 55th title, then hey, it all sort of goes towards Europe now. And I mean, I, 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 I hate to sound like I'm repeating myself, but what Stephen Gerrard's done in Europe is nothing short of remarkable. When you consider where we were when he arrived, you know, Pedro standing on the hedge that night uh, against Progress. You know, I, I think when Stephen Gerrard first arrived, the feeling was even if we get into the group stages, you know, that's, that's a result, that's a win. You know what I mean? And he done that in his first season. Obviously, we, we couldn't we couldn't uh, negotiate our, our way out of that. So it ended at the group stages. The following season, he's got us out of the group stages. He's got us to the last, well, he got us to this stage last season, the last 16. You know, so to go one more again this year would, would be, again, this sign of sort of continual progress that we've had under under Stephen Gerrard. You know, we, we just always seem to be going forward and improving all the time. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. Tomorrow's a difficult, a difficult tie. I mean, this mob but a good mob. But you know, I think we saw the best of them last week. I don't think they've got many more gears to go up than than, than they showed last week, and we handled it. Uh, I don't think we showed earth through potential last week and earth through sort of capabilities. So we'll need to see how they handle that if we if we provide a sort of higher level of uh, opposition on the night. And if we get through, I've said this for a few weeks now, it's game on. You know, what I mean, in terms of getting to the final, it's game on. Because once you get to that sort of quarterfinal stage, you know, anything can happen. I'm confident with this team in Europe. I think, you know, there's, it would take a decent team to beat them, as was proved last season with Leverkusen. So we get through tomorrow night. It's I think it's one of those ties. It's a toss of a coin but I think we've got over the, the hardest part of the tie and the away leg, we, we came through it. You know, I think first half, we, we could have been further behind, you know, sort of rode our luck a wee bit at times. But you need that Need that at, at this stage of the competition. No team wins any competition without riding their luck at some point in proceedings. So we rode our, our luck a wee bit in the first half. But we performed a wee bit better in the second half, showed a wee bit more of our true capabilities. And, and getting to into finals and, and, you know, Going far in these tournaments, the you know the big moments need to go in your way. And McGregor gave us that big moment, that save. It's I mean, it, the more I see it, the more remarkable uh, it gets. It's like he says that he's pinky, you know what I mean? And it's behind him. and it's just just it's just everything about it, and, you know. And I ended up talking to my boy for like half an hour after it was. Well, Gorom against Celtic, Pierre Van Hooi uh, McGregor against Werder Bremen, you know. I think last week's could be the best I've seen for a Rangers goalkeeper. It was just, because the minute the boy meets it, I, I was like, well, that's that's it. 2-1. Uh, and the fact that, not only the fact that he stopped putting it out, that, but he he kept it, you know what I mean? He managed to gather it and, and just snuff out any sort of rebound or anything like that, remarkable stuff. So everything at the moment has gone our way. You know what I mean? You would have to say, hey, if if we perform to our best, then we're going to a really, really good chance
0: tomorrow night to progress just, just touching, I mean, we may as well because it, I think everyone's been talking about it all week but that Anne McGregor saved, the thing for me and you you sort of touched on it there you talk about like uh, like Great Rangers saves and I automatically think of the couple a couple of Gorham made, especially the Van Hoydonk one which was just, I mean, remarkable but, you know in the context of Great Rangers goalkeepers and you think of, I mean, certainly my sort of lifetime supporting Rangers but Stefan Kloss was my hero when I was young and um, I struggle to actually sit and remember, and this is this is no um, this is no slight on him because he was fantastic, but it's it's difficult to actually remember one save from him that that stands out as just being remarkable. Whereas Gorham had one or well, more than one or two, but McGregor's now had that one last week, which was incredible, and then also um, the the Werder Bremen one, which. I spoke to Ross, Ross, uh, our, our fellow podder, through the week about this because I just I couldn't stop thinking about it um, about the save. And actually, when you look at it in the context of um, the, the the games, it's it's difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult to split them. It's really difficult to actually say which one was better because the 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 Bremen one, you know, was one of those incredible moments in a game that that really. You know, if we conceded that, we could have gone on and, and, and yeah. lost the game and, and lost on aggregate. The other night was a bit different because, it, you know, we would have we would have gone behind, but the context of the, the tie, it probably wouldn't have been over at that stage, but we would have been behind. So I'm going to just put you on the spot. Which one out of those two of McGregor's back catalogue, can you spot them? Can you see one that's better than the other?
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh... Going back to what you're saying, what they both are is, you know, the one in Bremen was a pivotal moment. And I think you're right. I think if it goes in, I think Rangers go out that night. You know what I mean? I think that turns the game. And, and the fact that it doesn't go in, it, it just makes the other Bremen players think, well, oh, there's nothing we can do here. You know, we've tried everything and we, we can't beat this guy. Pivotal moment changes games. You know what I mean? And you, it may well be that that will be the same about he save last week. In terms of the actual quality of the save, I, I think I'm gonna go with last week's. So I just think the one the, the one against Ferdinand I think the guy slightly puts it back towards McGregor. You know what I mean? If he if he just sort of hits it straight and, and low, I don't like McGregor's getting to it. McGregor's doing all he can, he's he's trying to make up the ground and making himself as big as he's, as big as he can. But if, to me the striker's just kinda hit, a wee bit more towards him. I thought that header last week, That the, the boys put it exactly where he wanted to put it, you know, in that bottom corner. I think the minute he's met that, he's thought, that's a way. Uh, there, he's not getting that. And, and and a couple of angles, like the, the, the main camera angle, it just looks like a good save. But it's when you see some of the other angles, you think, oh my God, how has he, he actually got to that? And then you think, well, no one has he got to it. He's, he's, he's gathered it and... Uh, the more I see it, it's just, it's just a, a remarkable save. I think maybe the Verde Bremer one looks a wee bit more spectacular, you know, the way it happened. I remember seeing it at the time. The minute it goes across the face of goal, like two or three Rangers players, I think Davey Weir, they, they sort of put their, their head in their hands as if, oh, no, that's the they've scored. And then it, it, it hits, you know, McGregor saves, it hits the bar, and there's a sort of shamash, you know, so it, it's maybe a wee bit more dramatic looking, but if you, if you, if you, if you break it down, if you deconstruct it, and if you actually look at the way the boy hits the ball, I think he slightly hits it back into the way McGregor's diving. If he hits it a different way, I don't think McGregor can get it. Whereas last week, I think the guy, he's put it in the bottom corner. You know, he couldn't have put it anywhere else really. You know what I mean? And the minute he's met that, he must be thinking, well, oh, that's me. you have won the game for us tonight. Uh, it's just, it's just incredible. And uh, as I say, these are big, big moments and big games. And that's what you need. You need a bit of luck and you need the big moments to go your way. And, We'll find out tomorrow night, but I kind of have a feeling that could be the, be looked upon as a pivotal moment, you know, because if it goes to one, fair enough. I still think that's a good result when away from home, but it, but it's a different tie then, you know what I mean? Uh, whereas there is now, I think Rangers going it, you know, slight favourites because one each, as I said before, I think they've shown us the best that they've got and we've handled it. You know, it's up to us tomorrow night to, to up our performance and uh, see what it takes
0: us. And just, just before we move on from, from last week's game, I think something that actually got overlooked, and it's it's funny because we've spoke about the McGregor save for the past, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> but, but how good was her goal? You know, in terms of Hadji's determination to go and get that ball at, the, at yeah. the byline, and the touch was fantastic, and then for the bloody centre-half to be, um, and the most unlikely centre-half to score a goal, to be there and waiting to tap it in. It, but I yeah. thought the Hadji determination first of all, and then the touch actually to, to flick it back was just just excellent. I think it shows you
1: how intelligent a player Hadji is. You know, I mean, I think a lot of players would have maybe got to that and just thought about keeping it in or just thrashing at it or whatever, but he knew if I, if I can just put it back across the face of that goal there, somebody might be there and Aye. It, was, it was a good goal, you know, well worked and, and it came at a time when, you know, you were kind of sitting there Oh, we're not playing so well. Although I've got to say, I wasn't worried last week. And I think that's a sign of how good this Rangers team is. You know, even when we went 1-0 down, after 20 minutes, when we weren't you know, they'd had another couple of chances and we were kind, kind of under the caution a wee bit. But I wasn't worried. And that's, you know, that's an unusual feeling for a Rangers supporter away in Europe when you've, you've conceded an early goal and you're up against it. Cause I just, I just trust this team that they'll, they'll get through it and they'll get an opportunity. And, and that's why I think, if we get through tomorrow night, we, you know, I wouldn't rule us out going going to the final because we just seem to have this ability to, to to see games out. And when the big moments come, they, they fall in our direction. And it's as confident i felt in a Rangers team in Europe for a long, long time. I mean, even in 2008, you know, you knew they would fight and all the rest of it. But there was a lot of surprises in there. You know, a few games you're like, well, I didn't expect that. I don't feel like that with this team. I go in thinking, well, you know what, we've got as good a chance as... Is anyone, it, you know? I mean, it's we are just performing at such a level in Europe, uh, and you, you have to you have to thank Stephen Gerrard and his, his his team because he's just it's been for day one, it's for the minute he's come in that, that things improved in that arena. Obviously, domestically things struggled a wee bit at times, but in Europe, he's, he's just been on another level. And I listened to a Celtic podcast last night just just to cheer me up. You know, what I mean, it was quite funny. You know, it was the one that for the Dungeon United game, they were they were discussing us winning the league and all that. And one of them gave it the, you know, Celtic should be getting to the quarterfinals of the Europa League every season. Honestly, God, I, I nearly fell off my couch. It's just, <laughs> just absolutely brilliant. You know what I mean? It's just like, what world do these guys live in? You know what I mean? It's just, they're, they're, I don't think they've won uh, a, a knockout stage after the group stages. And like, they've not no won a tie in like 17 years or something like that. But now they, they should be in the, the quarterfinals takes a huge effort to get to, to that stage of the competition. And if we do it, you know, we deserve a lot of credit because I know it's a secondary competition, but it's a tough competition. And uh, I fancy this tomorrow night. And I I, I fancy this,
0: depending on the draw, I fancy us to go at least another round as well. I think it's interesting. You you, you draw comparisons to that, that 2008 team. And the thing with that team was, it was special moments. You know, we've, we've discussed the Bremen save. That was a special moment. The the could goal against Sport and Lisbon was a special moment. The penalty shoot against Fiorentina was just one of those magical special moments. This team has been so strong throughout this. You know, we've beat Galatasaray, who are a decent side. We we should have beat Benfica twice, really. Yeah. Um we've beat Standard Liege, we've beat uh Antwerp, and now you know we stand a good chance against Slavia Prague now. In my memories of 7 it was like a magical European journey where, you know, every game, as I say, every game was like a, a special moment that did it. It was like a, a sort of surprise, as you say, like a, like nobody really expected it. Whereas, you know, I think I'd, I've not checked the odds. Um, but I, I would assume we, are, we, we would be considered the favourites going into this game tomorrow night, which, you know, the same could be said of the last round. And also, you know, we played Black Bosnan and, and Stanley Age in the in the group stages, we were probably considered favourites in those in those games as well. So as you say, it's very, very different. And it, you know, I think this team I think in, in the context of the Water Smith's team, it was a it was a good side, a good solid Scottish side, but very defensive minded and counter-attack yeah. play. Whereas these team this team, sorry, um go out and dominate. Yeah, teams, we, you know, we take the
1: game to teams now I think yeah. Walter Smith's team in 2008 and this isn't a criticism because I loved that team you know to get to a European final that had been an, an ambition in mine as a Rangers supporter was to see Rangers reach a European final and he delivered it but it was very much based on I think the majority of the knockout stages we were the home team first you know so it was it was the home to, the home leg was first and it, and it wasn't even win that it was don't get beat and don't concede and then go away and, and see what you can nick. I mean, some great nights, you know, especially the the, the Sporting Lisbon nights are a memorable night for me because on the morning of the game, my wife, my wife got rushed into the hospital, right? Just, just randomly, just out the blue. She couldn't breathe properly. Uh, we, were, we were in the GP's uh, surgery because my, my son had an appointment and she just literally keeled over, right? Just collapsed and I'm like, oh, fuck, the game's on the night. <laughs> I'm going to see this game, right? So, so she gets rushed then, uh, and I'm I'm two kids, so I'm I'm sort of left with the two kids. She gets an ambulance into the hospital and all that kind of thing. So I'm I'm sort of driving back and forth to 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 Stirling Royal and Falkirk, and so I sort of left I left I left her at about sort of six o'clock. She stayed in overnight. It turned out it was I don't know what it was, maybe a mild asthma attack or something like that, right? But they kept her in overnight for observation. So when I got home. I had two kids to deal with, so I never seen any in the first half. I was bathing the kids and getting them ready for bed and all that, getting them their dinner. Right, but I was like running about trying to do it quick so I, so I could get as much as this half as I could. And uh got them settled in their bed and I got the whole second half and when Whittaker's when go went and you know, considering the day I had, oh, I think I woke the two kids up, you know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, fucking beauty. You know what I mean? So some great nights, brilliant nights, but they were very much based on Sitting in, being a very difficult team to beat, and then hitting them when they were least expecting it, and then you know taking it for there. This team's different, you know. They they go to teams and, and they've done it with every every team they've played. You know, it's not just this season. I mean, Porto last season. You know, we we, we took the game to them over there, and we've we done the same at Ibrox, Firenord the same this season. Benfica twice. We should have beat them twice. You know, we were seconds away in both games, and, and you know some stupid mistakes cost us, but. It's 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 a team that goes at, at teams in Europe. We don't, you know, sit in and, well, let's see what we can get here and, and, you know, hit them on the counter. We go at teams, which is quite rare. It's, it's certainly rare in, in my lifetime to get to this stage of the competition and see Rangers teams being so confident about going, going for the jugular, so to speak. So it's good. And that's why I think we've got a chance. I really do. I think I would fancy as, I mean, obviously it's a toss of a coin and, you know, as I said, the big moments have got to go your way. But there's, there's there's no teams in there that I would think, oh, they're going to pump us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would think we would give every team a, a a good go at it and then, you know,
0: see where we end up. Yeah, just speaking of that sport Sporting-Lisbon tie, I might be wrong with this. And if I am, I want someone to tweet me or whatever. But I think in the home leg of that sport Sporting-Lisbon tie, cut Broadfoot through about 17 full throws that night. And that is my abiding <laughs> memory because I'm sure it was at 0-0 at Ibrooks. Oh, I'm sure it was not And um, yeah. I'm sure he threw so many foul throws that it was actually like, it was so embarrassing. He was playing right back. I'm almost positive. If anyone else remembers that, please please get in touch because I'm I'm almost certain that that was... <laughs> I remember I was sitting in the Govan Rear that night and I was thinking what's going on? This is (laughs) a European tie. You know what I mean? (laughs) We've got a professional football guy. Well, well, he
1: did have issues boiling eggs, Kirk Broadfoot, you know what I mean? So throw-ins would probably prove a bit Uh, tricky as
0: well. Do you know what else is actually, just before we move on to tomorrow night's game and and discuss it properly, the other abiding, the the thing that always confuses me about that final, see when you look at the team photo before the game, I can't remember where any of them played because it's like Whitaker, Broadfoot, um, just a and bunch of players that. Yeah. There's so many players, and you just can't really pick out exactly where they all play. But I think I think Whitaker was right back and Broadfoot right. Eh, sorry, Whitaker right midfield, Broadfoot right back. But it was such a hotchpotch of a team in terms yeah. of try to set up. I think not to lose. But in fairness, we had a couple of chances in the yeah. game, and you know it could have been so much different. But you know, at the moment we're looking, we're staring down a really really good situation. You know, if you're going away from home in Europe. If you can't win, you want to score drawily. We've managed to get that. We've got one one away goal, but there's no way we're going to sit back. I think we we'll could try and control the game as best we can. I think it'll be interesting to see how Slavia set up because it, Leicester um, they they sort of sat in and, and battered less on the counter attack. Yeah, but it's a difficult one tomorrow night because we've obviously got the goal, so they need to score. So it'll be interesting to see how they set up because. You know, they can't afford to come and try and sit in and, and, and take it to extra time or whatever. There was a suggestion last week, which was quite interesting because the guy, it was a guy John we had on um, from, from Slavia Prague. He was a coach there. And he he described their team. And he, he Alec and I had both said how how similar they sounded to, to Rangers in, in the sense of how they set up. And actually, when you looked at their first half display last week, they, they were, you know, they were very solid. And I would expect the same again tomorrow night. But they're also off the back of a you know, they beat um, I'm going to try and say this Go on,
1: go on, pronounce it, pronounce it David
0: <laughs> Mlada, Mlada Boleslav uh, Aye, 3 away from home at the weekend. Perfect and, pronunciation there um, Yeah, and the boy Stanku who actually, actually really liked um, last week he scored uh, He scored a couple in that game but What do you expect? What do you expect tomorrow night? Do you think they're going to come and try and try and take the game to his or do you think that there's a possibility they'll try and sit in like they did at Leicester. Uh, that's a tricky one. Uh, I, I, I mean,
1: they'll maybe view it that they just need one goal. You know what I mean? And technically that is, they just need one goal. So they could be tempted just to go down the road, that, you know, there's plenty of time, don't rush it. And just, it's probably better for them if they score the goal later on. You know what I mean? And and then that, that puts the pressure on us. So it's a difficult one because as you say, they, they, they do need to score. And it maybe makes it difficult for Rangers as well, you know, do we stick or twist? But I mean, I think just the way Stephen Gerrard sets up and the, the, the way his teams play, I think we'll go for it. You know, I mean, I don't think we'll be gung ho. I think, I think he spoke about that today in his press conference, you know, talking about controlling the game and, and making sure that we're, you know, we're not wide open at the back. So I think that's what we'll try and do. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll try and, and, and the first goal doesn't really change anything. You know I mean? If he scored the first goal, then they still, Technically, you only need one goal to keep the tie wide open. Tomorrow night, it's it's all about... If if, if we're talking about scoring, then the second goal is the one that would probably put it beyond them. You know what I mean? So, it's on a knife edge. But, you know, we've played against teams of this calibre before. We've shown we can love them. I think if we perform at our best in the way we can and control the game the way that Stephen Jenner likes to control the game, you know, control possession, control the tempo then, aye, we're in with a right, right good chance. But it is tricky. You know what I mean? 1-1, one, one, I always think is a bit of a, a tricky score. You know what I mean? Because I I, I think a goal for Rangers doesn't really change much. Uh, a goal for them does. You know what I mean? Then, then we've got to score. So, aye, it's, it's wide open, but
0: we're in it. We're in it to win it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just before we move on, uh Got to mention our uh, our partners at Rangers Picks. Um, make sure you go over to, to Rangers Picks for the game tomorrow night. You come in with a chance of winning, uh, part of the thousand pound prize pot. Um, by selecting some scenarios during the game. Uh, for more detail, we'll go on to um Frankie's social media. You get all the details you need for Rangers Picks. And uh, the tomorrow night's game will also be a, a Rangers Picks comp. Um, for the the game against Celtic, on Sunday. Um, just for a move on from Slavia Prague. Colin, In terms of starting lineups, who would you expect to see in there? I think you know the obvious ones that would maybe we mentioned would be Artfield, Roof, and, and Balogun potentially coming back in. But do you expect Talanda to, to to keep his place and and in, in the defence? And I suppose do you expect Hadji to to start? with the main the main sort of talking points, I suppose. I've really, honestly, God, I've not had any time to think about it, but.
1: Uh... I mean, I, I like Klander, but had, I mean, positionally he's great. You know, I mean, he reads the game well, but he, he can look a bit exposed at times in terms of his pace. That would maybe tempt you to put Balogun back in there. In terms of Hadji, I think he's performing at this level. You know what I mean? But, but so are evil. You know what I mean? It's, it is. It's, how Steven Gerrard picks his teams at times, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I mean, I would imagine Kent to start. I would imagine Morelos to start. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about Riff. I, I, I just don't know because I think there'll be a temptation to have either a Rebo or, or Hadji on the left. You know, what I mean. So obviously Ryan Jacks out tomorrow. You might be looking at Scott Arfield. I don't know because I think he's been a wee bit off the pace in recent games. So is it Kamara Davis and maybe having a Rebo back there and having Haji one up. Honestly, I, 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 and it's a, it's a good, it's a good thing. You know, I mean, it's good that you're thinking, well, what's he going to go with tomorrow night? It's good that so many players are in, are in form. It's good that he's got options. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just not quite sure about Ruth because I, I think, I mean, I, read, I mean, we've spoke about Ruth and the WhatsApp and stuff like that. You know, absolutely love him. I think he's a really great, he's a, a great player, very, very intelligent player, working, does a lot for us, but just the way we've been playing recently, I just, I don't think you're going to drop Morelos for him. So, where does he fit in the team? I think Kent's in good form now. I think Haji and, and uh, Aribo provide you an option on the right. So, aye, I don't know about Ruth, but I don't know. Honestly, in terms of starting 11, I, I, I'm normally maybe one or two out when I'm picking a starting 11. I, I don't even know where to start them or any. I'm just like, you know, the only thing I know is Tav's out and Jack's out. Who Stevie G going to go with? I, honestly, struggling because I just think so many of them are on form at the moment. It's hard to it's hard to pick a starting eleven.
0: Yeah, I think I think you wouldn't be surprised if it was um, if it was last week's starting eleven, or if he brought in any of the sort of guys I mentioned there. I think that's the, that's the beauty of um, the squad and the confidence in the squad at the moment. But I mean, time will tell. It's going to be a great. Game. It's set up to be oh. a great game, and um, we said last week, you know, Alec and I, that we were excited for the game. I'm genuinely excited for this game. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like I'm going into the games with less nerves than I was, uh, you know, a, a, a couple of months ago. I think just overall, you just feel a bit more relaxed about the games. So it doesn't mean that tomorrow night at seven fifty-five, I won't be uh, get the butterflies. But no, I looking forward to it. I think it'll be a really good game. Um, just before we finish up, Colin. Obviously, this week and last week, you know, were dominated by by Scottish government statements on on Rangers and, and potential call offs of old firm games, etc., etc. Um, Glasgow Derby, David. Glasgow. Darby. Yeah, sorry, sorry, the Glasgow Derby. <laughs> uh, it's been interesting this week because Rangers have really ramped up their. Um, their, their stay-at-home message. I think that's something we would echo here as well. You know, that the fans, you know, th- should really be staying home and staying safe and protecting the NHS at the moment. I think that's vital and and, and we would back the club up with that. But what if you what if you made of the sort of message from the club and and you know, I think you're hopeful that, that the game will pass with a Rangers victory and, and without incident on Sunday?
1: I mean I think don't get me wrong. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't great. The scenes, you know, what I mean, in terms of you know the amount of people that were there and all that kind of thing. In the current in the current climate, it's not a good look. But it's not the first mass gathering that we've seen since we've been in this scenario, and it's the one that's caused the most controversy. So it's kind of frustrating and annoying that the, the, the sort of political aspects come into it, and you know the criticism that's been aimed at Rangers and this accusation that they could have and. They should have done more. I, I disagree with that. You know, I think Rangers there was tannoy announcements going out at Ibrox when people were congregating. Like don't congregate here, go home, stay, stay safe, all that kind of thing. You know, and at the end of the day, you know that's that's all the club can do. They can just put out the message, and then it's up to the individuals. I'll be honest with you, I was tempted to go through to Glasgow Square on on, on that Sunday night when we won it. I didn't. Uh, I, I met up with a couple of mates. At the side of the the, the Fourth Canal, <laughs> the Fourth and Clyde Canal, we found a wee picnic spot, sparked open a bottle of champers, and had a wee celebration socially distanced, obviously. Right, I, but it felt like you had to mark it in some way, you know. What I mean, it, you couldn't have just let it pass. Uh, so I think no matter who won it this year, we would have seen similar scenes, you know. What I mean, I think people would have congregated and celebrated. So it's frustrating that it's been sort of used the way it has been used in a political context. You know what I mean? As for Sunday, I don't think that game was ever in doubt. I, I think all oh, that was was just bluffs and counter bluffs and just threats and all the rest of it. I don't think that game was ever in doubt. I think it will, you know, you've got to think it's Sky. You know what I mean? You know, they're a fairly big stakeholder in all this who, you know, I know there's people say it's not enough money, but they, they pump a fair amount of money into Scottish football and that's, that's the reason why they do it. It's that game. They're they're not after Dungeon United against Hibs. let's be honest. And I'm not trying to be, you know, derogatory to the rest of the league, right? But they're they're not in that. Sky I'm not in Scottish football for any other fixture other than the old firm fixture. Right, so let's get that straight. So I think if there had been a threat to abandon that game, then I think they would have been, quite rightly, you know, very angry. So I I don't think it was ever in doubt. And I, I, I just can't imagine that any ranger supporter they don't want to go to Celtic Park you know what I mean I don't see the point it, we've won it you know what I mean it's, I mean we want to keep winning because you know we're getting close to an unbeaten season and all that kind of a thing but in terms of the, the big the, the big prizes that's done and dusted you know what I mean you could argue that this game's is a bit of a dance club you know what I mean because it, it, essentially you know it's not going to change anything you know we're the champions and that's the end of it so I don't think any Rangers supporter in the right mind would be making their way to to Celtic Park on, on Sunday. So, no, I think it'll be fine. I think we'll all stay at home and watch it and uh, hopefully we'll get a victory uh, and
0: and march on to a, an invincible season. Agreed. Um, yep, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it for tonight. Uh, we will be... Um... We will be returning. I don't know who will be returning on Friday, but certainly Net will return for a preview of the, the Old Firm game and I look back at uh, Thursday night's game, uh, which will hopefully be another victory for Rangers in Europe and uh, a path through to the, the last day of the Europe League. That's what's at stake. Um, we're all excited for that. And um, until next time, thanks for joining me, Colin. Uh, Good night.